When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Uneducated economist here. So I finished up the move yesterday. I finally left the old place, got all my stuff out, cleared all the junk out, made the dump run, and got the last of my personal belongings over to my new house. And I tell you, it feels really good to be done. It was mentally exhausting to try and deal with the last 90 days. When the landlord came to me and said, hey man, I want to sell this house and I'm going to give you 90 days notice to move out. I tell you, I thought, no problem, I got this, you know, I have a huge network here in Astoria, there's no problems, I'm going to, I'm going to get a place right away. And, uh, unfortunately that's not the way it went down and when I realize that if I do not try to find a place to buy, I may not find a place to rent and I may end up having to leave the area that I grew up in and the place that I wanted to stay and live for forever. This is where I want to be. This is my home. And, uh, man, when it came time to, uh, to make that decision to move, and I had to start pulling some of the resources that I have. You know, it really, uh, it really shows who it is that, that's your, like your friend, you know, your partner, the people who are standing by you as you, as you try to make these difficult decisions and these transitions, you know, from either relocating or maybe shifting in a job or something like that. These major these major uh, transfers of position or location or even partnerships can really like have a disruption to your life, but then they can really start benefiting your life as well as you know, the new possibilities begin to, to emerge. And that which brings up the, uh, the topic of today, which is partnerships. And I think about like the supply chain when it starts to break down, <clears throat> what it is that people are going to do in order to start business up again, in order to get their th products moving, in order to get those, you know, those manufactured goods from, you know, the place of origin to their final location of, of purchase. And right now the disruption is just immense and it's really difficult to see how it is that they could possibly fix this. In fact, I hear a lot of people saying like stuff like this is going to be an issue to last for years to come. Well, if if conditions don't change, then yeah, probably. But one thing that I know is that conditions always change. Nothing ever stays the same. So already we're starting to see how the possibilities of dealing with an overcapacitated port is going to move these containers more efficiently throughout the rest of the country. 
And I'm going to leave links down in the description for both a an idea for taking these containers and putting them on smaller ships and then routing those ships to ports that can handle the the size ships that are that are for those locations because really what the problem is with a lot of these ports is it's not so much that they can't handle like traffic is that they can't handle these major freighters these ones that handle like you know thousands and thousands and thousands of containers they're just too big to go into these ports some of them can just handle the smaller container ships like 1500 containers and in fact we did a report on this i don't know maybe a year and a half two years ago where sm line which was i believe a south korean based uh freighting company opened up the port here in portland well i mean they didn't open it up but they established new trading routes that had been closed and since they had these fleet of smaller ships they knew that they could attend or they could make it to these ports so if they opened up these new trade routes they would have access to ports that a lot of these bigger ships wouldn't have access to and they were able to kind of establish a unique business within that smaller freighting company that they had like the smaller ships that they had which was pretty cool to think about like you know you have a smaller ship you think that you'd be doing less business but actually you could do more business because you can go to ports that these other ones can't so now they're sitting there loaded while these other ones can run run to these other ports you see what i'm saying so these new partnerships are starting to be established where they're thinking okay well if we can't get these big ships into these ports maybe we can get the containers off the big ships onto smaller ships and then run into the ports that can take them after you know once they have made it to to the united states so these are some of the partnerships that are starting to to be established like i said there's a uh, coos bay is uh talking about or not talking about i guess going into putting in a terminal that will take these containers and i guess it's from an old uh, old mill old lumber mill that used to exist there and then on top of that, if you look at some of the partnerships that are being built since these whole trade war and supply chain broke down. Now, I don't know how much you guys follow like the energy crisis that has taken place, especially over in China, as they're shutting down a lot of the manufacturing over there just because they can't get the energy to these manufacturers. Well, a lot of the electricity that is produced in China comes from coal, and a lot of that coal was coming from Australia. Well, since the whole trade wars and everything kicked in, China pretty much gave Australia the finger on coal and has now established new trading partners to get this coal. And who are they found? Russia. And it's not surprising that it was Russia because they did the same thing with lumber from the United States. Not necessarily lumber, more like timber, forestry products. So the, the forestry products coming from the United States was a huge industry going to China. But during the trade wars, again... They cut out a lot of the purchasing of forestry products from the United States and then reestablished those partnerships in, in with Russia. So these partnerships, once you have severed them, they're very difficult to reestablish. It's like a partnership with just about anything. I mean, think, think about a personal relationship. I mean, you break it off with somebody and then, you know... Two years later, you realize, man, I made a terrible mistake. You go back and like, hey, I made a terrible mistake. I really want to partner up with you again. And they're like, sorry, I already found another partner. You know, and you're out. There's reestablishing that partnership is no longer going to take place. 
Same thing can happen with business. Same thing can happen with just about anything. I mean, even just about anything in your life. I mean, something as simple as like sharing a ride, like carpooling or something like that. You know, once you have severed that carpooling relationship, it's really hard to establish it again. You know, like, you know, I was catching a ride. We were doing this every other day, but then, you know, they switched jobs or whatever and I can't carpool with them anymore. Now reestablishing another carpool isn't exactly easy. So these partnerships, you know, once they are severed or, or broken, it's not like they can just instantly come back together again. And this is a very difficult thing for a lot of people to kind of realize and understand that things don't go right back to the way they were. Like once they have been damaged, now it's a rebuild again, but it's going to happen. And people look at like, how do you rebuild what we once had? Well, you, you can't, there is no rebuilding what you once had. That is severed. That is broken. I mean, you can go back and potentially do something like that again and try and reestablish something. But for the most part, what you're going to have to do is look at what you have available to you and then start again from new and maybe produce something like you once want, like you had once had, or, you know, look for something completely different and new. And now that's where we're at right now. And so this is the reason why you're finding like, you know, the ideas of taking, you know, containers off of big ships and putting them on little ships. I mean, this isn't something that, you know, typically wasn't done. And to open up smaller ports like, you know, to like for Coos Bay to like, you know, say, hey, we can, you know, you guys are all clogged up down there. Well, we have potential to put a port right here with terminal and access to I-5 and the corridor and everything else that's, you know, available for distribution. We can establish a partnership right here. Once that established partnership has been created, it is going to be very difficult for, you know, the other people who are like, hey, man, we're open again. Why don't you come back to us? They're like, no, we already got our new route, man. You know, we're already built. So it's a very interesting thing to think about, like what's taking place right now. Look at all the new partnerships that are being built. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know. <laughs>